thing that I, I did. Okay, so now we get it recorded. Um, one thing that um, that I would encourage the committee and anyone for that matter is to build on the relationship with Madison Dane County Public Health, build on, on, the, on the efforts that they had through the COVID pandemic and make sure that we still lashing onto them for resources and support and help for this population. So we already, you know, they did an amazing job during the COVID and they still do that. Um, but but often we forget that they are they are also trying to help us on these kind of issues. So that's all I got. Thank you. Thank you, Alder. Um, I don't see any hands up right now, so I will. Um, so Marjorie, first, thank you and committee for for putting this together, and and I will float uh, as part of our discussion that I think we want to make sure that we add these items to uh, to our agenda for a further discussion and possible action in terms of budget recommendations moving forward and to do that sooner rather than later so that we're kind of ahead of the curve on on the budget process and I was and related to that then I was just wondering if the committee had thought uh, or had any sense of kind of budget, goals or or dollar amounts that the committee would like to see allocated toward each of these each of these areas um so we have to admit <laughs> i have to admit that um our knowledge about how to engage with the budget process is um is limited but one of the things that we've talked about is being more involved much earlier in the year. And um, we are hoping to make that happen so that we can understand the budget process better and what, um, what what's reasonable, what's uh, expected. I mean, for I think part of, Part of this platform will be to support things that are already being asked for, right? And so, for example, the shelter services that's already in, in the works, and it's just a matter of us wanting to have more, more impact on addressing those gaps that we talked about or making sure the services connected with the with the new shelter are adequate and, and excellent. Um, things like um, the uh, increased number of affordable housing in Dane County, especially number of units designated for individuals at or below 30% of area median income. Um, is that additional funding or is that just designating the funding that exists to to more to more specifically address that population, I think those are conversations that we want to we want to learn more how how to engage. Um, I don't know that I answered your question, but I think we well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we just we would like to be more involved in the conversations. So, mm -hmm. and, and, and build our knowledge of how to engage in them more effectively. Right. 
Thank you. Yeah, Alder Cole, big roll call. You. Thank you. So on that note, I mean, um, this is for staff maybe. Uh, we had a, I had a group reach out to me at some point um, on regards to the strategies for housing, um, you know, across the board. And I, they scheduled a meeting. So I actually had staff come in into the meeting and explain to them how the budget works and the cycles. Because like right now we're talking about you know, what we want to do on the gap time between between now and the consultant starts. But the reality is that the 2023 budget is already, we just finished that in November, right? So that's 2023 budget is already out there and it doesn't start a process again until April and then that will be for 2024. I think, it, I don't know if, if um, Sarah, you know, we can work something out with Sarah, but I, I think it would be appropriate to have a little, um, presentation on how the city budget works for for your group. I think that would be very beneficial and everybody can be hearing the same the same information. So on the session that I that I put together for that particular group, we cover the budget cycles and also the cycles of each of the funding grants that we have because they're all running different schedules. So if I'm suggesting that that it doesn't have to be on this committee, but someone can. I mean, and I don't. I don't mind either organizing that from my from my side. If you, if you want to organize something, and then I can connect with staff or whatever and get get a presentation going for you. That I think that would be very beneficial. So last year we had a presentation by Lynette Rhodes, which was helpful, mm -hmm. and also. Um, it can, uh, I think we would like to, to do that presentation earlier in the year um, rather than, it was sort of last minute last year, yep. which is nobody's fault, <laughs> but, and no criticism, but we'll, we'd like to do it earlier. And I think that for a lot of us, um, it was, it was still kind of uh, confusing uh, as far as how to, how to, how to effectively engage in conversations, what to ask for, um, so, so yes, we, we're interested in, in, in learning more. Yep. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Alder. You, you actually, I had written that down on my paper to, to perhaps add to our, if we can find, if we can squeeze it in March or April um, agenda for both the city and county funding cycle kind of primer, just to remind us how those cycles how that, what that process looks like and, and certainly can invite, you know, members of the, the Education Advocacy Committee and, and others too to save, save city and county staff time because I know they get busy too, and, but we can maybe cast a wider net for inviting folks to come and be, be, hear that presentation. So um, I would agree with that. I think that's incredibly helpful to get moving on that in March and April so that as the budget conversations begin we're already at the table asking for for some things so and certainly i think the the items outlined here give us a good foundation to start looking at what some numbers and goals might be for some of these are there so i guess i'll i don't see any other hands up um i guess i'll ask sarah do you know what our our march agenda looks like 
I know we're, I know we'll come up to it on the work plan later, but. Um. So uh, we have a couple presentations scheduled already for men's shelter and I can't remember what else, but then we were also trying to schedule, reschedule the um, Dairy Drive and Occupy Madison presentation. So um, I will connect with you after the meeting to see what the presenter uh, availability looks like, but I think we we could probably schedule something um, about city county budget process in April, if not March. Okay. Thank you. That sounds good. Yeah, we can talk more about that um, after the meeting. So are there any other questions for Marjorie for the Education Advocacy Committee? We appreciate you taking your, your personal time to join us this evening, getting to that capacity issue um because it is yeah I, we know that so we appreciate it um all right i don't see any other any additional questions and we will put this on on agenda march or april for further discussion along with um a budget primer so all right thank you well thank you for having me and thank you for your support um we can move on our next agenda item, our reports. Um, we have item number three, men's shelter development update. Would be me. And I am very sorry. I It was my fear that I'm going to forget to hit that record button because I'm not used to it. And I did. So I just did it during the during the presentation. I'm very sorry. Um, so for men's shelter update, we really don't have um, anything concrete yet. Similar to last month, the city county staff are continuing to work with the architect um, firm and providers to firm up the ideas about service models, therefore some design. And we'll, um, when we have something tangible um, to receive feedback from you, we will bring it. Um, we do have tentatively uh, the men's shelter presentation next month. Um, so we can um, let you know about the trauma-informed report that the city received from the architect um, contractor, um, things like that. Are there Questions for, thank you, Sarah. Are there questions for Sarah? Um, I, I have a question not related to the, the development update, but just in general, how the, the temporary shelter is going. I know I, I see it, it always looks, it always looks busy outside in the evenings. So just wondered how things are going with the new temp, relatively new temporary shelter. Hey. I believe it's going well. I mean, there are definitely challenges, but the environment, uh, the facilities much improved um, from definitely downtown church um, basement to because um, a lot of the things that we learned um, by operating two different um, temporary shelters were incorporated in designing this one. So um, I heard that people like the, you know, separate you know, bathrooms for uh, people with mobility issues, um, things like that. The numbers are very high, which um, so I see 
in um, January 31st, it was 248 people, so almost 250. Um, that is super high, <laughs> considering that previous high uh, pre-COVID um, at downtown um, churches, the highest number was, I believe, 170-something. So this um, definitely decreases the number of people who are unsheltered outside, which is a uh, um, great thing. So more and more people are using the shelter. Thank you. Um, any other questions for Sarah? Um, yes, you, uh, Co-Chair Williams. I'm trying to unmute right now. I keep asking me questions. You're, you're good now. <laughs> we can we can hear you. Uh, Sarah, I have a question that that have been brought to my attention lately. Uh, what does the nighttime shelter have for um, mentally mentally uh, disabled uh, people? Is there someone there that knows something about it? Um, all staff is trained in uh, mental health de-escalation. Um, they are trained to when there is, um, you know, when they perceive danger to self or others, they um, they are instructed to call um, 911 or uh, Journey uh, Crisis Line. So that's something that they have. They do have staff. Uh, I can't remember what the title of the staff is, which they did not have before. So in addition to two case managers, so shelter staff plus two case managers. Um, there is another support staff who um, whose job is to pay attention to people who may have um, some additional needs, uh, including, um, uh, you know, emotional support uh, type of thing. So we definitely have more staff support than we ever had before, uh, before we operated the temporary shelters. Um, and there is a plan I think in the next month or so, um, one of the nonprofit agency, Tullerian, who um, specializes in uh, crisis uh, stabilization, mental health, you know, they do substance abuse treatment. They have a grant um, for peer support and they decide to work with all the shelters. So um, Porch Light Men Shelter and Salvation Army Women Shelter um, to provide uh, peer support at the shelter. So that would be um, additional uh, resource for uh, people who are using the shelters. Okay. Um, I got more, but I'll wait to um, our next meeting, which is Wednesday. <laughs> and I'm on a committee that you and um, Jim O'Keefe's going to be at. So I will bring it up then. Thank you, co-chair. Thank you, Sarah. Any other? Any other questions for Sarah? 
All right, seeing none, uh, we can move on to our last report, uh, item number four, COVID response update. Um, and do we have county staff or city, or is it, are you back on, Sarah? Janisha, are you planning on providing some updates from the county? I do not think there are any updates beyond what was given last month. Um, I was not given any new ones and I don't see any new updates to present okay. either. I can I can then do um, combine some. So uh, first the uh, city at uh, the shelter utilization report first. So Porchlight, um, like I mentioned the last week, the highest number was 248. Uh, last night was two, um, 203 people used the shelter. So the number looks like 225, 248, 228, 243, you know, things like that. Um, and in the beginning of the month, I think it dipped down a little um, as usual. Um, and then Salvation Army, Family shelter uh, was full with 35 families and then 51 families on the wait list. Um, out of the 51 uh, families, 12 said that they um, were unsheltered sometimes, meaning that uh, slept on the car. Um, and, but so that 12 families who said that they were sleeping in the cars um, during the cold weather nights that shelters declare, which is 20 degrees or lower. Um, Catalyst for Change is um, with the county to provide the um, severe weather um, support um, and um, helped through a hotel for that the unsheltered families. And then Salvation Army Woman Shelter had 58 um, people. And then YWCA Shelter, uh, they, they have some turnover. Several uh, families moved out uh, to housing last week. So um, last night there were only five intakes all scheduled, what I heard. Um, and then I guess another update that the city and county together could provide is that um, the counties uh, currently uh, funding the isolation and quarantine center for COVID. And that will be um, ending sometime soon. Um, so there is uh, planning going on. Uh, you probably heard that uh, the CDC plans to end the pandemic declaration of COVID on May 11th. Um, so we are trying to figure out what that would mean um, and what that means for, uh, you know, the programs like uh, isolation and quarantine center, working with uh, shelter providers who have been uh, referring people to um, the facility um, on how we can gradually um, end that. So there is no firm date or process set up, but just to let you know that we are working on it. Sir, I can actually give an update of the most recent IQC and hotels to housing numbers. Sorry for the confusion. Am I able to share my screen or? Okay. 
these are the most recent um, updates from the county looking at the isolation quarantine center and the hotels to housing. Um, daily average for January was 12 guests. January high was 20. January low, 16 guests. Um, hotels to housing. Um, these are the um, statistics as of December 31st, 2022. 234 total households enrolled in the program, 259 total housed to date. Again, none of this changed since the last January 9th CCHIC meeting, so it's pretty much just a reiteration until we get updated numbers. There are additional county updates. Sarah already mentioned those. And if you have any additional questions, these two programs are managed by Christina Dukes. So again, if you have questions regarding the um, isolation quarantine center or the hotels to house and Christina Dukes would be the, um, the best contact for that information. Thank you, Janisha. Um, are there questions? And if there's no, if there are no questions on, on those two reports, our last agenda item is adjournment. If there is a motion. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. I have an announcement. I mean, it's not a point of discussion. I just want to give you a heads up. Um, as a member of the TFOX committee, which we were tasked to try to minimize the number of communities that we have in the city, we put a, a title by title only ordinance on tomorrow's agenda. It will come back to us in the next meeting to discuss combining um, housing related committees. And that will include this one, housing strategy and the landmarks and the land, oh my God. The landers issues, I keep on saying landmark. I wonder why. Not like everybody's talking about landmarks right now. But anyhow, and, and the landlords committees. So I um along with other people, we you know, I put an analysis of 2022 together. I will be ready to prepare, I will be ready to present to you guys on, on the next meeting when we are discussing the point and sharing with you the rationale and then trying to get input from you on how we can accomplish that that merger. That's all I got. Thank you, Elder. Uh, Supervisor Wright, I saw that you had had your hand up. Did you want to? Oh, okay. Um, any other announcements? Okay. If not, is there a motion to adjourn? Uh, Co-chair Williams moves. Is there a second? Elder Figueroa call second. Is there any objection to unanimous adjournment? If not, we will reconvene in March with um, hopefully some good discussion on a number of items and some potentially some recommendations on funding or ideas. So um, thank you all. We are adjourned. Um, we'll see you in March, if not sooner. <laughs>